0: of the longest running and most prolific early learning podcast. I'm Jeff Johnson coming to you from the Snuggery. Well, no, I'm coming to you from Upstairs Studio in the Snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico. Got to get that, you got to get that in the right order. With me, Carol, World Traveler, how you doing?
1: Oh, I'm just, I'm fantastic.
0: Carol's just back from a a family trip to New Jersey. What was, uh, what was that all about?
1: um his family decided that they all wanted to take a big family trip, now you're so married isn't it
0: your family sure sure
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they would like want to claim me like out of all the people in the world would they have picked me probably not but oh
0: yeah you know. um so everybody was family reunion everybody getting together and having some cocktails and having some fun what was going on
1: Uh, no, it was just, they grew up vacationing there and they, um, his oldest sister has been back uh, recently the past couple of years, she's been taking her sons there and she's just like, what if we all went together? So we all went together and I've never been there. So it was interesting.
0: Was it fun? Interesting. What does interesting mean?
1: Well, I overdid it like our very first day. Like my legs are just finally kind of healed. They're peeling, but they're healed, but I pretty much got like severe burns and heat exhaustion on like our first day so the first part of the week (laughs) was like kind of out of it so that's no
0: good the chicken go with
1: chicken did go with yes
0: um how's chicken doing
1: oh chicken's great she's She's uh, very excited it's her first year of homeschool this year so she's very excited
0: oh good for chicken um has chicken been adhering to her ban of not being allowed to listen to this podcast have you been enforcing that
1: Oh, I don't enforce shit, but I don't know. She's been very busy, so she probably by happenstance
0: just okay. hasn't been okay. Listening. Good. I'd rather have her outgrow uh, it because uh, we've been, I mean, uh, been bad mouthing her. No, um, <laughs> I'm glad your I'm glad your imaginary niece has been busy. Um, so that's yes. good. Um, so where do we go? Um, it's been a busy summer. Um, you told me that it, uh, it it had been theater season. Around your household a while back, what oh, what yes. does that what does that mean?
1: We had a very busy theater season, which means I have two girls, both that like to do theater, and they were in two different shows. And then towards the end, there, uh, my oldest daughter was in a production of Les Miserables, so she had been going for a while. And then my younger daughter joined a production of The Wizard of Oz. And towards the end, this is the fun part the practices were on the same days at the same times oh
0: so, good good was um, so many ca- questions what what uh, roles did they play
1: um uh for my older daughter she in is she played a nun she actually put on her casting list that she would like to be a prostitute but i think he thought she needed jesus then at that point so he made her a nun so she yeah she got to do that and then she's part of the ensemble (laughs) she she thought it was like the wildest thing that she was going to beat a musical with prostitutes in it so she's like well when else would i get the chance to do that and i was like well i guess fair enough
0: but yeah okay i guess i mean (laughs) i mean better than probably better in the theater than a halloween costume or a i mean look choose the profession you want but you know um she got in um, anyway
1: but she had a blast they were ensemble it was a, an an amazing show like um it's a really great theater group i love the director um i think he does it right if there could be a right way to do it i think he does it right um he's not super high strong you know he he makes it a really nice environment so she enjoys being there so that was really great um and then the little one in wizard of oz she was not comfortable even being like a featured role mm-hmm. so she was just ensemble uh, but she's a pretty good dancer so she was you know up towards the front for <laughs> for a lot of it and then she was mad that she didn't take like a, a bigger role so we think next time she's going to try for something a little bit more
0: so she was she was an oompa loompa or something. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> was, that's not the right play right
1: was, no wrong play uh they're hoping that one comes up next no, they, she was a munchkin. Yes, she was. She was a very cute munchkin. Um, she was a munchkin. She was a flying monkey. Oh, great. And an Ozian. Yeah. So.
0: Oh, great. What's happy. the difference between a munchkin and an Ozian?
1: Uh, well, the Ozians live in Oz and the munchkins live in munchkin land.
0: Oh, okay. So noted. So what does theater, <laughs> see, I mean, practices the same night, same time seems logistically, um troubling but overall what does theater season mean to the life of a of a mom
1: um for me since my kids are just ensemble I don't have a lot of line running or anything to do which is neither here nor there I wouldn't care if I had to do it but it's just a lot of practices it's a lot of um particularly what when we get to what's known as tech week if you're not in the theater community, tech week is the week before the show opens, and that's when they add microphones and lights, and they run the show every night, and they're usually very lengthy practices. So it's it's basically just monitoring your kids a little bit closer to know when they're tired, you know, when they, you know, when they need something a little extra, when you can let the chores go a little bit because they're kind of putting 110% into what they're doing. Mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of that there's a lot of kind of seeing when they're overspent before they do so we don't have so many meltdowns um but this being a summer show isn't too bad I always feel bad when they're doing them during the school year and like all the other kids have been at school all day and then at practice all night and I'm like I don't know how
0: what does a what does a theater meltdown look like they they run to their dressing room and uh and and lock the door and and uh the director <laughs> has to send them flowers or what's that, no, what's that? I, i'm like,
1: not that i'm not that lucky that the meltdowns happen at theater no 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 oh. meltdowns <laughs> are reserved for home
0: oh well that's good
1: well and i mean a lot of like i need this for a costume i need that for a costume i need this kind of makeup but you know the the one i found out about the makeup on the way that we were already running late <clears> to <throat> a rehearsal i was like that's late.
0: awesome So that's awesome know.
1: We made it work though. I pulled over at a drugstore. I found what she needed. You know, she just needed to look dirty. It was fine.
0: <laughs> I thought she wasn't a prostitute.
1: <laughs> yeah, but no, but she was like a common folk too. So oh, she's a common
0: those. folk. Um so look, I've got no theater experience. Does somebody like uh do you as a mom do you bring orange slices for halftime or intermission i guess the way they call it uh when they're practicing kind of like uh like you would for soccer practice or t-ball practice or you no know, orange slices
1: yeah no i'm not the mom that has it together so that's not happening but... <laughs> i mean like is there um, a snack
0: mom hey your blood sugar's getting low we need to get you, get some orange slices into you guys and is, is that mom there
1: no, it was actually um really cool now, for my older daughters, uh she's twelve. she'll be thirteen in May, so her theater troupe only takes kids ten and up mm-hmm. um, but for Les Miserables, it was twelve and up because of the content you know there was there was I think one, maybe two younger kids, but they had special sign offs, like we all had to sign a waiver <laughs> about content. You know, and other things, I mean, there was rigging involved, like they had a kid in a harness and they were lifting them up. There was, you know, very, very, very high set pieces that they were climbing up and down. Um, but that's when they got to the final theater. But in the interim, hers was at it's actually like a local mall that, you know, like malls, there's nothing in them anymore.
0: Sure. Except so theaters. They have,
1: yeah, they have what used to be the Sears at our mall. And that's that's where they practice. So it's it was not- kind of really cool. Because, you know, I would just drop her off. She'd be there for a couple hours, but they would get, like, breaks. They'd get, like, a lunch break or whatever, because in the beginning it was only on weekends, the practices. But they got to walk over to the mall, like, to the food court. So she actually inadvertently got to have that mall experience that no Uh kids get to have anymore. (laughs) So she was just... I mean, they had lunches there too. Like um, like I said, the director is really great. And they had, you could just buy a lunch and they would have them there. And they had like stuff mm-hmm. delivered and stuff like that. Or I could have signed that she could leave. And I was comfortable. She was always with a group. And so she just had pretzels every day for lunch. When she had so she went over to Annie was like.
0: Can't go wrong it with just, that.
1: I just thought it was like the coolest thing. I was like, I never thought you were going to get this experience because it just doesn't happen anymore. But here you are <laughs> Girl, living the all. dream.
0: It's nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, um uh the the rigging. Um, that sounds like I, I look I've got no no real prostitute experience, but if there's rigging involved with French prostitutes, I think that, that gets a little bit pricey, doesn't it? Or am you know, I conflating two different things? Scene.
1: No, it was oh, okay. the suicide scene, not the prostitute scene. So okay.
0: Know. Yeah. It's I crazy. no I no, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't I don't get out much. Uh not a not a real theater theater guy but i'm glad i glad they had fun um so how many performances
1: um for the older one she there were three it was friday saturday sunday the younger one she had six three. or four it was <laughs> friday night <laughs> I'm like i don't even remember anymore
0: one of those even numbers around five. Yeah,
1: it was like six. Well, um, for Wizard of Oz, it was a split cast. So they had a kids leads where the kids were the leads. And then they had a teen lead. So like two or three of the shows were kids. This is like, I'm so scrambled from that experience that I don't even remember. I'm like, there were shows, we went.
0: Did you, got, did you go to every performance?
1: I, I did. Um, For Wizard, I didn't get to watch it from the audience because Inadvertently I got trapped in the dressing room during a dress rehearsal one day. And I I am also don't have a lot of experience in theater, so I didn't realize there was a set of steps that you can get off the stage without being on stage. So I I, <laughs> I, I went back just to help Glinda into her dress, not realizing that they were going to stop before I was done, that they were going to start. Mm-hmm. So then I was just trapped in a dressing
0: room but you weren't really
1: thought and then I realized that it was kind of a train wreck it like it that's younger kids and it wasn't really organized for the kids to be able to do what they had to do there was no intermission there was lots of quick changes so I kind of ended up like me and some of the other moms there like I went out and got stuff and organized the dressing room and then I didn't want to leave for any of the performances because I was like because now in my in my head in my teacher head like I know what kids have a problem with what costumes, at what times, like, you know, you just start taking that kind of inventory of who needs what. And -hmm. I was like, how the hell do I explain this to a parent who's never been in here before, who has no idea about the show? It's like, this person needs this and that person needs, so I was just like, you know what, I'll just stay here. I got to watch from the, from, what do they call it, like the side of the stage, the wings, that's what they call it.
0: The wings, ooh, hey, listeners, listen to that fancy theater talk.
1: I know, I was waiting in the wings. (laughs)
0: Well, that sounds like a delightful, delightful experience. Now, how does that how does that work in with the uh, the homeschooling? Is that I mean, did you take homeschooling off for the summer or was that kind of is that considered school stuff? Or That's
1: what's... definitely considered school stuff, especially uh, since we're unschoolers. Basically, everything is school stuff. Sure. But um, I really, really like theater. Like the more I get into it, particularly if it's done well. I mean, I've seen it done not so well now mm-hmm. to the point where adults are stressing out and it's stressing kids out and adults are forgetting that they are you know working with kids and it it kind of gets weird um but then like my older daughter's director he understands their kids but he doesn't expect less of them if that makes sense like he doesn't expect less of their capabilities i should say like he's fully understanding like what they're actually capable of sure. attention wise and whatever um but he knows that their capabilities are no less than an adult's which is actually very refreshing but there's there's a lot of script reading there's a lot of there's a lot of critical thinking in theater and you wouldn't think that since productions are all you know it's scripted it's staged they're told what to do um but not unlike sports where there's only so many things you could do i think and i'm not you know sports is fine if that's your thing but i, I just feel like there's a lot more working together with theater and the kids are given a lot more license to portray their role, even if it's a small role, like the way that they want to, or the way, mm-hmm. and they might get direction. But for me, I actually love going to see every performance because every performance is the same show, but it's a different performance. Um, particularly if you go like the first day and the last day, because their last show, it's like they're, they're one last hurrah. And it's so much fun to watch them having so much fun and there's a big difference like you could tell um you can kind of tell by watching a performance how things are backstage like lame is those kids were having so much fun um there's there's a number in it and i mean if anybody knows lame is they'll know it but there's a thing called master of the house is one of the songs and it's kind of like a comic relief because it's really a very Uh, depressing play
0: how how does it go (laughs)
1: I'm not singing it. Nice try. Okay, but <laughs> it's about like this um, sleazy inn owner, you know, and it's like his song and whatever. But uh, they were given the directive, so they're all supposed to be basically in a tavern. But like the audience was laughing so much just because the kids like took that and ran with it that they're all in this tavern and they're like they're all like they had kids like some kid like on the ground hugging a stool like. <laughs> <laughs> like like it's just it's nice to watch them get to have their own expression you know I think it's a it's a kind of a nice thing like what happens when you just like support kids like hey this is what we're doing everyone's just excited about the project everybody has chosen to be there so yeah. it really gets cool you know there's some math too because you only got so much money and you want all the pretzels but you can't buy all the pretzels so you know
0: so, uh, so it'd be like, uh, hey uh, Matthew, where, where, what, what was your motivation for uh, for hugging the stool on the floor during the the tavern scene? And Matthew's like, oh, that's where I find mom every every uh, <laughs> every Sunday morning um, kitchen floor hugging I the. Did, uh, they all had backstories Yeah,
1: like everybody yeah, so had to... like a backstory in their head of like. Like sure. sidebars, like it was hilarious sure. to watch that.
0: Sure. So are the kids involved in in staging and and um props and creating all that kind of stuff too?
1: Um, I know for Wizard, they were trying to give them as many opportunities as possible. Um, but since um Wizard was a cast of five to eighteen, I think. So it was really only the older kids. Um for the first one, I believe he would let them. Um He's actually, the next show that they're doing is Phantom of the Opera, which is kind of a big deal. Um, unfortunately, apparently he can only, it's like 13 and up. So my oldest doesn't meet the age requirement unless he gets a waiver. Um, but he said she could help out with stage. Like, and even if it's not building, like she'll at least get the experience of dealing with the props, dealing with everyone's everyone else's costumes and seeing what it is just to work behind the scenes sure he and that truth he's very good at like letting them do things like chicken has worked audio for several shows
0: good job chicken
1: yeah chicken and she she gets nervous but she always knocks it out of the park you know what i mean like i've been there the audio didn't suck when i was there like she did it it was good (laughs) but um the theater community is much more open about kids actually doing things like yeah Mm -hmm. you could try that
0: you know sure and and I mean, and in terms of learning, that's great. And I'm guessing there might, must have been some social emotional stuff going on. Oh, my goodness. Just, oh, there's I'm just so guessing.
1: Much, oh, yeah. There's, you know, it was funny. There was so much drama. Uh, my older sort said it. She goes, you know, it was kind of actually fun hearing about people's school drama. She goes, I'm real glad I'm not in any school drama, sure. but it was fun to hear about. But yeah, like there's a lot of nerves in, in involved, you know, and anxiety involved, you know, and sure. people. Some people had to, you know, be told nicely, but like, hey, you're kind of being a monster to everybody else here. (laughs) Could you maybe like, Mm -hmm. is is there something we can help you with? If not, please knock it off. Yeah, like kind of things, or people melting down because they're nervous or tired or whatever.
0: Yeah, and and when it comes to when we talk about risk taking, a lot of times we the focus is on physical risks, but there are also situations where we're taking um, social risks and emotional risks. So putting yourself out there, your youngest, not not ready to to take on a bigger part, but taking that baby step, taking that that social emotional risk of of just being on stage, is uh, yeah. is is a, a form of risk taking, and and that builds um a lot of co- like like you said she built some confidence that she might be able to be wanting to take on something bigger in the in the next production so that's kind of cool to see um and then the other thing I was thinking about is I know there are listeners to the show who have who have thought about homeschooling or unschooling and um they or or their significant others worried about the socialization like homeschool kids or nerds um uh well okay I guess you know, yeah. theater nerds is a thing, but but worried about the lack of socialization that everybody's just sitting around the kitchen table doing doing worksheets or worksheets something. Um, this is yeah. this is a prime example about how homeschooled, unschooled kids get out in and, and are in the world and part of it and building relationships and and being socialized. And it's it's a much more dynamic social interaction than oh, yeah. being in school.
1: Yeah, I'm actually, and when people, because this is, as a homeschooler, this is the question you get the most, is what about socialization? Some of my favorite answers to that question are the people who point out how many times in school they were told, you're here to learn, not socialize. Sure. I was told that my entire school experience. And for my older daughter, that was her number one complaint about school, was that there was no socializing. She was not allowed to socialize. You weren't allowed to talk, you know, and she didn't get the opportunity. And I think the other thing it is important to understand that forced association is not socialization. Um, my daughter had has picked up had picked up some not so great friends that she felt like she had to hold on to because she didn't have another option. So there there was no walking away from these people. There was no spend less time with these people because you're in the same room with them eight like you know six hours a day or whatever sure. it is in a school day. And I noticed when she came out of school that she actually did, I thought she was very outgoing, but she had a hard time in the beginning kind of initiating conversations because it's never organically happened for her in a school setting, you know, and it was like, she didn't actually know how to relate to anybody. Um, And theater is one of the main things that really kind of got her out of her shell too. And I think it makes a big difference when you've got kids, they're they're varied ages they're varied backgrounds. I mean, especially like there's a like a like at least half. I think he said of the cast, and it was like almost like sixty kids for is At least half of them got scholarships. You know, he's very very big on that. So it's not like oh, it's all the rich kids or it's all the poor. Like it's like everybody is there, all mm-hmm. walks of life, all different ages. The only thing they have in common is they chose to be there, mm-hmm. and it's and not everybody gets along you know and it is a group of theatrical teenagers so yes there's there's drama there is drama but i think no it's, we
0: it's can't c- have drama here this is the theater
1: <laughs> the theater like, i actually said that more at wizard of oz than i did it later i'm like i know <laughs> this is like a dramatic production but we maybe be less drama maybe just maybe <laughs> But it is kind of nice, especially when they're they're all there because they want to be and they all have a goal in mind. So watching kids work out their differences for the sake of the show is not something I have ever seen happen in a school. You know, and I guess I guess people on sports teams feel similarly. The difference being there is no winner. There's just something that we all made together. And we want it to be good. So it's like, it's the best kind of socialization, I think, you know, not to mention all of our other groups. We usually take the month of January off from social things because we're so, 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 social. (laughs) At this point, like, I can't handle it sometimes. I'm like,
0: I can't, I can't, I can't do any more social.
1: Yeah. It's like, listen, can we just, and usually after all, like the Christmas parties, and you know, but like, I'm like, you know, we're just going to bow out of stuff until, you know, February. And like, we'll have like maybe a couple play dates in here and there, but yeah, but then they're, whenever they can be in a theatrical production, they are now. So,
0: so what was, what else was going on during the summer with homeschooling?
1: What else is going on in the summer for homeschooling? Or just for
0: summer, if if it's all, if it's It's all school.
1: Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny. Um there's been like they still read all summer they find things to read Um, my youngest is usually out playing because the weather is nice so there's a she does a lot of science she's a lot of frog hunting it's frog season around here so we're looking for toads we're looking for frogs we're looking for them all we're looking for the differences we're trying to see how big they are how small they are how come these over here always end up bigger than these over here you know it's there's a lot going on there I don't the only difference in our summer is when we're in our quote unquote school year, um, they have to be working on something every day. That's like my only thing. We we have like forty five minutes of we all just sit and read for a while. I don't care what you're reading, you just have to read. And you have then you have to be working on something. Like I don't care what it is, but mm-hmm. work on something. And I just that's the only thing I let up on in the summer. Like like I don't I don't really care what you're doing you can do whatever but usually they end up working on something anyway
0: so is she a frog watcher or a frog grabber or a frog collector what's her she what's doesn't her... collect
1: them but oh she catches them she watches them yeah she's she's my frog queen that one like she loves going okay. out at night with a flashlight looking for those frogs <laughs> actually just and and slightly in honor of her I just bought talk about homeschool kids being weird i just bought a t-shirt with a frog playing a banjo that says keep homeschool weird (laughs) (laughs) like frankly that's everyone's like aren't you gonna worry they're gonna be weird i'm like oh i'm banking on it (laughs) yeah i
0: mean yeah that's that's the goal um I remember our kids were little. We were we were camping, and uh, they're running around with other kids at the campground, and must have been six or eight of them, and they filled a five gallon bucket with frogs.
1: With frogs,
0: and it was just it was just, and they're they're trying to hop out, and they're filling it up again, and and then they just left it outside somebody's tent during the night and of course by morning the bucket is the bucket is empty all the frogs went home
1: i mean like that was weird (laughs) pissed
0: off and confused frogs that evening i think
1: the hell was that
0: they were were so brave but they were all having having such a good time it was delightful um so that's good um yeah i have to laugh because oh sorry no go
1: ahead i was gonna say i was because um i student taught in fourth grade and the frog life cycle is, you know, on the fourth grade standards, if you will. Got to learn about that in the fourth grade. That's when you learn about the frogs, Jeff, in the fourth grade. And then I was laughing and it was like probably over a year ago. Natalie was talking about and she was explaining to somebody the life cycle of a frog. And I was like, oh, did you did you read a frog book? I said, where, where did you learn about that? She goes in the spillway where the frogs are. <laughs> like she looked at me like I was nuts. And I was like, Yeah, she's got a
0: point. Over over there.
1: you're <laughs> right the there you can are. watch. Like there's eggs, and then you come back a couple days later, and there's sand poles, and then you come back a couple days later. I was like, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah and i mean you you learn that process in 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 formal schooling and you may not come in physical contact with a actual frog which is yeah. kind of sad and depressing um <clears throat> so switch gears a little bit i got to tell you i've uh, i've been thinking about my my genetic, genetic deformity
1: oh. and
0: um it it was bothering me a little bit but then i i thought i could connect it to to early learning and, and self-care and all the stuff we talk about the, on this podcast. So um you want to first you, you want to guess what my genetic genetic deformity is?
1: I don't know if I hope more that you have an extra toe or an extra nipple. I'm not sure.
0: Actually, it's uh <laughs> it's both. It's a toe nipple. <laughs> my my sixth toe on my left foot has a, has a nipple on it. That's you know. <laughs> There's that a bear
1: somewhere looking for that you. That would be so. odd.
0: Yeah. Um. No. Nothing that exciting. I've got. I've got a a a supplimation in my in my ankles. Right. So um. That's where you kind of you kind of so pronation as you walk on the you'd walk on the inside of your foot. Uh, yeah. Supplementation is kind of on the outside. So my whole life, my shoes have worn on on the worn out on the outside of my foot. Um, that's just the way it is. And sometimes that's caused by an injury or something. But for me, it's just kind of the way my bones are put together. Um, and it's usually a it's usually a genetic thing. And so my whole life, it's been it's been kind of a thing. But it hasn't really bothered me until. Until I started getting older, right? And so yeah. I started getting getting older and like five, six years ago I decided, okay, I gotta I gotta get my fat ass up out of my office chair and, and start walking more. And so I spent a year decided, okay, I'm gonna do twenty thousand steps a day this year. And I started wearing out more shoes. And so my solution to when it started bothering me, and all it is, is ended up being a little bit of, a little bit of ankle pain is you can just go on, on Amazon. And for 20 bucks, you can order these little silicone wedges that kind of go on, on, under the, the, um, inner inner inner, insole of your, of your shoes that kind of raise that side of your foot up and, and level things out. And oh, that cuts down on the wear of the the shoes, and 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 the pain goes away. So doing that, um, and then that was fine, and I actually forgot about it because just every time I, I I got a new shoes, I a pair of shoes, I put those things in, and didn't think about it. it. But then we moved to the beach.
1: <laughs> this has been a wild ride for you, it's beach experience. <laughs> well.
0: Okay, instead of having these things in my in my shoe all the shoes all the time, I went to being being barefoot or in flip-flops most of the time that didn't have these these wedgy things. Um and so it started it started bothering me again. And I and, and I'd forgot I forgot about my genetic deformity because I hadn't <laughs> even thought about it. Um and then and then I've been with with look, I've talked about it on the on the show, before, uh, probably too much. My my um my 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 journey into lifting heavy things. Um, as I've started squatting and deadlifting heavier things, that's putting a lot more pressure on the outside of my foot. So it's it's causing more more pain there. And so I've I've had to like like the the solution. I I, I put these little wedgy things in my vans, which I'd never done before. And I found some that would go on 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 the flip flops. On the flip flops. Yeah, they they're what just little adhesive things. Um, yeah, it's oh, weird, right? It's a yeah. Sticky. And but so my my big my big correction is adding those things, and then all the time I'm spending here in the studio every whenever look. I, oh, the other thing is I I moved to the standing desk, right? So I'm standing up more than I was oh, years ago, and so now I can't a stand guiding, here. The
1: standing desk that's a what it's a guy thing my husband wants a standing desk he doesn't work at a desk Jeff. he doesn't but he wants a standing
0: one no he should get one they're they're delightful um unless you've got a a sublimation that 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 makes your ankle hurt <laughs> um so now instead of being able to stand barefoot at the desk i've started wearing my vans at the desk and over the course of two weeks now, since I realized that's what was causing the ankle pain, um, the ankle pain has gone away, and so it was just those tiny little adjustments made this annoying thing that I couldn't that I that I couldn't make go away completely, made it. Made it easier to live with, and I think the the connection yeah. to self care and early learning is that when when we run across those things that are causing pain, causing annoyance, causing friction, um, if we actually pause and think about it and look for the solutions, it's often a a tiny a tiny little thing. I spent another I spent another twenty six dollars. On on a couple more packages of the little little things to put make sure they were in all the shoes now, um, and then put them in Tasha's shoes too. Let's see if she knows this. No, no. Tasha, Tasha, no I just like to get her to wear shoes. Uh, about a week ago, she was she was uh, in the bedroom, and I hear this shriek of pain, and she had stubbed her toe on the um the little foot thing on the bed, the you know oh, the yeah. bed the bed frame, and apparently. She'd split her 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 her, her look, go to market her wee 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 piggy. This no, this little piggy went to market. This one right. Uh we all the, way the way home wee, piggy? Wee, 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 Her wee cool. wee all the way home piggy. Um and her wrote which was the one next to it? That's Yeah. 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 Anyway, um they kind of got split there on the between oh. and and so her her little toe is kind of sticking out to the side and her foot got all black and blue and and everything and and this is oh. she i mean but she does this if she puts shoes on just put on some shoes um anyway listen that's not sometimes
1: my... we're busy okay as sure. someone who has broken that toe more times than i can count it just sometimes you're busy you need to get to those cloud slide ones those cloud slides They're just sandals. They're very puffy looking. My husband calls them bread loaf shoes because I have like a town, like a, like a light off white cream pair that I just, they're my house shoes because I get foot pain. I get heel pain from being barefoot all the time. Mm -hmm. But as it turns out, they also act like bumpers for your feet. Mm -hmm. So every time I smash my foot off something all day long, it just bounces off. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, no, I don't allow I wouldn't allow those. I I like her in uh in stilettos. That's yeah, pretty much really all right. I allow.
1: Tasha could um, just have some bread loaf shoes. Change your life and listen to him you know, you got that something that's small and annoying in your life. You could just take a moment and think about how you
0: could be rid of it. She gets her. <laughs> yeah, she she sends me packing. That's what ends up happening. <laughs> um so hey listeners, I mean if you've got a genetic deformity um or or some little annoyance, just look for a little solution and you can make life better. Maybe it worked for There's me no in this one change. situation. Um ankle doesn't hurt today. That's good. Wow. Cause I it was getting it was getting worse and worse. I was just gimping along. Oh, and the dogs are kind of like, Can't we go faster when we're out for walks? It was horrible, but
1: your dogs are looking I, at you like this one's getting old. We gotta change. Trade them in I, for a new model. Then I
0: fixed it. Now I'm wishing I had that nipple toe.
1: <laughs> How would you put it in your vans, though? I don't yeah. think it'll fit. That's a narrow toe yeah, box, to, those vans. I, have to,
0: I have to cut a little slit in the side of my, my <laughs> vans with my, my nipple toe sticking out. <laughs> what, would, what would nurse on a nipple toe? That would be... I don't think I... I don't think I... I don't, I don't know I, I don't even want to want think about, about it anymore <laughs> yeah i don't i don't want to talk about that um any final thoughts before we wrap whatever this has been up
1: i'm just trying not to think about the nipple toe at the moment i'm trying to think about anything with that
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey listeners this has been the child care barn Girl podcast the world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast uh a, a couple episodes back um i talked about uh, uh my slogan for my idea for uh for a bumper sticker the i talked to who did i talk about nicole i think i was talking with uh about the bowels before vowels uh bumper stickers and t-shirts um i look i'm too I I got too much going on. Actually, I'm too lazy to actually make those. But listener Sally, if that is her real name and it's not, um, that she might might run with that idea. So uh, look, if you want a bowels before vowels um, bumper sticker, reach out and I'll put you in touch with Sally and we'll see if she's actually going to have some made. Also, don't call the hotline because the hotline is no more. I explained that in a previous oh. episode. Um, I got mad at the phone company because they wanted more information from my personal life than I wanted to give them. And I told them want to piss off. If you want to connect now, go over to myplayhaven.com and uh, register join the playhaven community you can send me a private message over there you can post it it's look look sam said said it best uh she said she logged on over there and she said uh uh jeff did you just invent facebook and and i said yes um without the ads or assholes so uh if you know how to use facebook you can navigate playhaven and it's just a nice little closed early learning community um listener um Listener Harmony uh, shared some wonderful videos the other day of uh, of kids. Uh, they built a a ramp out of pallets off of a large cable spool, and they were riding down it in a wagon. And it was it was delightful to watch. Ooh. And so there's there's some fun conversation over there. Um, a place to check uh, check out. You can. You can you can go over there if you want to and leave messages and and just connect. You can also join me for Child Care Bar and Girl Happy Hour, the fourth Tuesday of the month at 730 p.m. There's a link in the show notes to register. It's just a quick Zoom registration, just so I know if anybody's coming or if I'm just going to I'm just going to hang out on Zoom, Zoom alone and drink. Um you know, either way works for me, actually. It's the
1: worst night you could have, you know?
0: <laughs> hey, I've got to point this out, too. I was thinking about this today. Podcast Jeff drinks a lot more than real life Jeff does. Anybody's Anybody else that's worried about my liver? Podcast <laughs> Jeff. The persona I play on, the, the character. We were talking about theater. The character I play on this podcast drinks a lot more than real life Jeff does. So uh, don't need to worry about my liver. Um...
1: Oh, cool. I can't wait to get that because all of my Tuesday was a theater day, and it is no more. Everybody's done. woo
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a good times. We've had some fun. Clevet, you know, a lot of our callers hang out have have shown up. Uh Clevette that's hung out over there. um uh, a bunch of the others. Um, um, who else Harmony's been there? Um no, Harmony has Harmony's you know, a lot of the callers are over on Playhaven. and, you know, you know, i'm not I'm that's not cool. saying they're the best listeners, but they're good listeners. Anyway, didn't I start wrapping up the show like eight minutes ago? Okay, back soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production.
1: Oh.